Welcome to the Top Gear Magazine podcast, a peek behind the curtain of what it's really like to drive other people's cars for a living. These are the stories behind the stories. Hello everyone, I'm Jack Ricks, uh, joined by Ollie Q and Tom Ford. Hello. And today we're talking about a story behind the story. And this is a one that happened, uh, this is a one, this is one that happened over 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And it's that time we went to visit some Hungarian cowboys in an apocalypse-proof Toyota Hilux. Uh, As you do. (laughs) (laughs) Unpick that one one, if you will. So this is a this is a Tom Ford story from Obviously. um, (laughs) What what was the issue? Uh, 2012. This is from the June 2012 issue of Top Gear magazine. There we go. Over a decade. Before both our times. Yeah, before we were even here. Were you born then? I was just. I was just leaving uh, school. All right, you two. (laughs) Leave me alone. All right, all right. So so I mean, where do we begin, really? I don't know. I I just had to reread this because I've forgotten about it mostly. Well, I'm not surprised. It was. This is from back in the day when I first started messing around with the cars that I got given. Is it funny reading something you wrote 11 years ago? I was a lot better. I, I've got worse <laughs> as a writer. I just got worse and worse. Basically, yeah, it's quite funny. But it was. It's weird looking at the pictures again because it was one of the oddest trips I think I've ever yeah. done. So let's start with the car. What was? Because all stories have to go somewhere with a car. What was the? The machine in question. Bright red Toyota Hilux, three litre diesel, four pot um, auto. And mm-hmm. um, it was quite bougie. Bright red, which you don't see a lot of Hiluxes in bright red. Um, and it was my long termer. So I was obviously, obviously commuting to London in it um, because that's what I do is choose something really inappropriate. And then I thought uh, I was doing a little bit of off roading and I just thought it'd be cool to make it a bit more capable. So I uh, lifted it with old man emu suspension and then I put a snorkel on it and then I changed the wheels and then I put bigger tyres on it and then I put a winch on it because obviously winch and then I put massive back bumper on it with like hooks and things and then um, put some stuff on the roof gave it a roof rack and a roof tent but this was before like all the roof tent stuff was common or easily available. When you say you did it, is, it, is this all from I very much Toyota didn't do parts catalogue? <laughs> I very or? much didn't do it. No, no, I, no. I, I, I designed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and who a, did it? There was a company called ARB, uh, Talbot Reuther, and a lovely lady called Louise, who I still remember as being really lovely and not at all taking the mickey out of me for wanting to do these stupid things. Yeah. Um, and uh, I put a back body on it as well because it was a pickup pickup. And it was just, we just did this little project and the car looked really good. And then I was just looking for things to do. And uh, the photographer, Justin Layton, and I were talking and he had, he loves sort of Eastern Europe. And um, we were talking about things to do and where to go. And we were, we got talking about the pushta, which is, I can't say that word without saying it in the appropriate accent, which is basically the Great Hungarian Plains. Um, now, usually when we're looking for places to do feature drives, we'd look for somewhere with features like mountains <laughs> or <laughs> something a great oh, that's road. why it's yeah. called a feature oh, Got it. Yeah. Made um and the the, the pushta is an is a plane it's grass it's featureless it's featureless but then after a bit of research it turned out that they have cowboys there um do they have cows? horsemen um no 
They they so they're just boys. They're, they're just, 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 hey, just, boys. just some boys. <laughs> just some boys, some boys on horses <laughs> and people with with horses. And uh, we thought we'd go visit them, but there's a problem. I mean, they, it really is that simple. We thought we'd we'd drive and it'd be fun driving. We'd stop in Budapest and have a look around there and do all that kind of stuff. But the the issue is that when you live in the middle of you know thousands and thousands upon thousands of acres of nothing, you don't really have a mobile phone or indeed a watch. Mm. Uh, and you don't speak English, and it's not very easy to get hold of them. So we had to do a bit of research in how to contact these people, um, which we did. And then and it was what like, was, what was the best way? Was it carrier pigeon or? Well, they they do come in for supplies to certain places, but then when they're out and about, like it's basically like you pick the third Wednesday of a month, and they would be at a certain point, and then you'd have to be there and wait for them. And what did a load of Hungarian nomadic cowboys think of the idea of a Westerner wanting to drive out in basically an indestructible truck to meet them and find out about their way of life? Did they think that was weird? Or I still have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what they were saying? I don't. Uh, no. We, um, <laughs> the, I think they do do a bit of tourist stuff. So they're very famous for their horsemanship. So they... Because there's no high ground, they'll stand on their horses and ride them to so they can keep an eye out for stuff. So they became very good at sort of trick riding. What are they keeping an eye out for? There's nothing. Well, they used to be Just... rebels, you see, when the Russians were invading. Oh. They used to be the rebels. And um, so they do these things like the horse will sit down on command, like sit on its rump and lie down on command. And everyone thinks it's because um, the horses are trained like dogs. But it's not um, because there's no cover. When they were battling people, they'd make their horses lie down so they could use them as shields. Oh, goodness And me. then the horse would get shot and the people That's grim. Would... It's quite extreme, but there's literally nothing to hide behind. It's like the odd bog, um, uh, and that's about it. I mean, it's thousands of miles of nout. Yeah. Um, so what do they do these days? Do they have a job to do, or is this just their I mean, way of life? this was 10 years ago. Just I can't remember. They, they, yeah, they, they, just they, do, about. they do a bit of livestock herding, and they, they sort of run around, and they've got villages and stuff. They're a bit nomadic. I'm yeah. still getting over the fact that in the latter days of the Cold War, the Hungarians were literally going to send in the cavalry. Yeah. I mean, we say that's like a turn of phrase, but they literally had guys in a sort of traditional dress on horseback. I mean, these are guys who use whips. Oh, well, you Indiana know, Jones. This is Indiana out. Jones type stuff, and they were really good with them, and they had impressive mustachios. That's the one thing I will take away forever. I mean, but your facial hair has changed deeply since this, this was shot, mate. This I think a... I had a goaty beard at yes. this point, which is always exciting for one such as me to see how my face has changed. But, the, I mean, the idea was great, We, um, but we had a couple of little wobbles getting down there. Like, one... A Hilux with that much kit on it doesn't go very fast. Mm. Um, and then we got, I think we're in, we were, we crossed some border somewhere and then someone carjacked us. Yeah, hang on, um, whoa, whoa, before whoa, that, whoa, 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 you whoa, need whoa. to tell the story about why everyone was waving and shouting at you as you left the Channel Tunnel. Oh, uh, well, I was, uh, yes, this is a good one because Justin Layton, the photographer, dear friend, wonderful man. Um, lost his mobile phone instantly when we <laughs> left. Of course, couldn't find it. He He went out to look in the back of the Hilux, and then we're driving down, did about 200 miles, and people were waving and flashing, and we thought, oh, they love the Hilux here, it's amazing. We, we thought, turns out he'd left the tailgate open um, <laughs> with all of our stuff kind of gently falling Edging out the back of it. towards the back of it. Um, we didn't lose too much. I think we lost some groceries <laughs> to, the, to France, some in Belgium. Um, 
a bit more in the Netherlands. Uh, and then he found his mobile phone in his pocket, obviously, <laughs> on silent. Splendid. Um, then we drove through Poland. But he's got a lot of pockets, Justin, doesn't he? He's, he's like kind, a photographer with all those He's like a pockets. borrower, but full size. <laughs> like it just, it's like a fishing jacket with 150 pockets on it. Uh, th- yeah, then somebody, some guys in a 7 Series on the motorway started flashing, swerving, trying to get us to stop, and I thought it was cops. So we stopped, and Justin, who's very worldly wise, um, said, that's not cops, we're getting carjacked. So I um, tried to ram the car into the other car, but they seemed to be wise to that manoeuvre, uh, and then they chased us for about 40 miles down the motorway, trying to run us off the road. But I was quite... The thing is, you can't <laughs> run away very fast, because the Hilux would only do about 50. So <laughs> It's got a roof so, tent on it. You're yeah. not getting away from anything. No. And this, but then I thought, they can't ram us off the road, because they'll come off worse. Yeah. So we just kept going. And when we got to the border, it was bizarre. They literally stopped at the border, mm. and we kept going. Um but yeah, it was kind of scary because you're trying to run away, run away really, really slowly, yeah. and we didn't know whether they had guns. But then, like, I thought if I if I ram them hard enough, it, it's very hard to aim. You sure they didn't <laughs> just want to give you your groceries back? They really didn't. It was like, <laughs> it was like five geezers picking up all the yeah, stuff. They've been falling stop, back. Stop! Please, your tailgate's open. Well, apparently that does your happen. Your pepperoni, <laughs> Jaffa cakes, <laughs> Jaffa cakes, and you're there going. They're trying to carjack yeah. us. We're really not. <laughs> it's, it's apparently not unheard of. They'll stop you, leave you by the side of the road, and take your vehicle. Mm. Oh, it wasn't at the time. And then by the time you've got, and take your phone. You. Yeah, take your phone, leave you, and yeah. take all your kit, your car. By the time you've managed to get somewhere where you can report it, the car's already been stripped and disappeared. But, like, drove into Budapest, and I was so wound up that I, I wanted to hide the Hilux, because, believe it or not, a bright red Hilux is quite noticeable. Um, and I rammed it into an underground car park and got it stuck. <laughs> like Because it. of all the stuff you'd added to the roof? Yes. So I just wedged it into an underground car park. That was quite embarrassing. So I let the tyres down and then parked it. Oh, um, that's a good life hack. If your yeah. car doesn't fit where you want it to go, let all the air out the tyres and drive it in anyway. It still doesn't fit. <laughs> it Take the work. wheels off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it, it on skateboards. Um, and that was before we'd even got there. And then we went for a walk and uh, a little old lady walked up to me and told me that for karma I needed to take this book and very reverentially handed me a sort of first edition of uh, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment and walked away. And it's one of the creepiest things that's ever happened to me. That's the start. <laughs> I've of still got film. it. That's I've still weird. got. Yeah, it's that's really a haunted weird. book that you were given there. Really weird, but Did you keep kind of beautiful. Yeah, I've still got it. Hmm. But beautiful thing to happen. And then we Never had it, um, we picked up our translator because it's uh, quite a complicated language. Who turned out to be a lady. Have you retained was, any Hungarian? None. Not to well. I think you're going to tell me that non means yeah, hello. I was say non, that means <laughs> uh, hello, my of, name is Tom. I have a couple of infections still. <laughs> the, um, and then we went off, we trotted off and went, we literally point into the grasslands and go. Yeah. And we did. Yeah. Um, and we were out there for about, I don't know, a day and a bit. Well, tell us about meeting the, the, the horsemen there. Were they sort of hanging out by the lamppost where you expected to see them? Or? Just chilling on the corner. <laughs> no. There was, there was a horse trough thing where they came to water their horses, ah. and we were there for about a day. And then. Um, oh, well, you can lead a horse to water. Well, yeah. But, but you finding a man with a moustache is even harder. Make it harder. race the Hilux. Felt <laughs> weirdly like, you know, cruising. 
out in the middle of nowhere. But they, uh, yeah, they, they, you see the dust first because obviously there's no landmarks. So. Oh, that's very Hollywood. You saw very the cool. dust on the horizon and very then they cool. get towards you. They were literally riding their horses, stood on the backs of the horses as they approached us. Show offs. In traditional costume. With, I mean, they, they're putting on a bit of a show. Right. Um, for us. But um, it was still a pretty good show. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and they well, arrived. Paid them enough. Well, we did pay them, but not much. Yeah. Um, and then they showed us all their horsemanship and all this kind of stuff. And so they're whipping? And they're whipping. So what, Very does, good what with does horsemanship <laughs> involve? Uh, obviously standing on the horse, the horse sitting down on its rump. Uh, uh, the, the horses are so well trained. It's, it's basically like circus tricks, but then you find out that all of those, each trick has a reason what, like an old military reason for it? Yeah, like like the things, there's nothing, because there's no high, po- high points in the ground, the standing on the backs of the horses was literally to be able to see where, where things were. Where enemies yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. I should just Line say, it. actually, um, if you want to have a look at some of these pictures while you're listening to this podcast, um, go online, topgear.com, um, search for Cowboys, Aliens, and a Toyota Hilux, and the feature is actually online on the website now, so you can, you can see whips. some of this. The bull whip's my favourite. I smack myself in the head with a bull whip. Speaking of injuries to you, though, on this feature, we really, really need to hear the story about you having a fight with a horse. I never, it wasn't my fault. I was trying <laughs> Why to make start the fight with the it horse, turns he out said. That it, like, horses that are out there that live those kind of... are not the same as the ones at the local riding stables. Mm, right. So I think I'm Dr. Doolittle, that all dogs and horses love me. Mm. So I was trying to make friends with the horses. Unfortunately, I think I wasn't supposed to be making friends with the horses while the riders weren't there. Oh, so they you, only answer to their master. They very much have a bit of a thing. So I got into it's like t- the dragons in games, games of Thrones. You don't, yeah, <laughs> they you only yeah, be nice like to that. the rider. Daenerys, everyone else Targaryen. is toast. <laughs> but well, I got, I sort of got bitten by the horse, and then the horse bit me in the crotch, oh. and then I had my ha- hand in the horse's mouth, and it bit me. <laughs> Why did you give me a sugar lump? Because he was trying to push it away from his crotch, I should imagine. And then I punched the horse. What? And it all got a bit. It it all got out of hand. It all got a bit out of hand. And then there was a guy with a big mustache. He wasn't happy. I'm not surprised you (laughs) just punched his horse. Well, I didn't punch it hard. I mean, it was more to try and get the horse. Away. For, for example, you know, punch Ollie now in the way that you, you punch the horse. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> <laughs> See? He doesn't want to do it. Oh, the, the worst bit was that I'd been washing in the horse trough and then I spoke to somebody who, a friend who's a doctor, and he said, you can get very bad parasites from doing that. Yeah. And he said, you haven't actually been washing in the trough, have you? You've not actually got the water on you. Or, and I was like... You just mm. said you did that for the story, right? Right. No. <laughs> of course I haven't. No, and then I had to go and get some injections when yeah. I got home and stuff. It, Maybe that's why the horse was angry with you, because... You could um, smell my if, infections. Well, if someone was attempting to have a wash in my breakfast, I'd be a bit in annoyed. My, in my drink. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, I mean, the thing is, that because there's nothing there, it gets quite oppressive. I know that sounds weird, mm. but... The emptiness. The emptiness is quite strange. And you think there's nothing like that in Europe, but there is. And it's bonkers. Yeah, when I think of like desert plains, well, you know, okay. You, Mongolia. You of, yeah, that or even like, away. I don't know, American salt flats. But I never knew that if you went to Hungary, you could basically just arrive at the end of the world. It's the Eurasian steppe, isn't it? So it's quite a long, it's quite a long way out, hmm. but it's still bonkers to be there. And if at night it's like it's pitch black because there's no ambient light, so the light is by the stars, but the, the, the acoustics are really weird. 
yeah. because we're used to more sort of intense acoustics it's massive mm. and there's not an awful lot of you know flora and fauna out there because there's no trees and it's, it's very very weird but the um the whole thing is just amazingly good fun until something goes wrong like you get bitten by a horse and it starts to go a bit yellow or you cut yourself with the rambo knife you took with you because you thought it was cool yeah um so you got plenty of injuries, but I'm guessing, especially given Top Gear's history with the indestructible Toyota Hilux, I bet it did not miss a beat. No, it was brilliant. It genuinely was brilliant. I did get it a little bit stuck at one point and then realised that having had the winch park. fitted... No, mm. it was just... It, some of it's quite boggy mm. and you can't see it until ah. you sort of drop a wheel into it. And I'd got a winch and then realised there was literally nothing to winch it off. So I'd got a winch and winch line the whole bit and you essentially need ground anchors out there and we didn't have any so we uh, but then again i recovered it it was fine the, i mean the worst thing about it was we had a roof tent i love justin to death but he snores like a chainsaw <laughs> and after the sort of fourth night he turned around to me and said look work so you get, you're you're usually quite happy you're getting quite snippy are you all right i said it's it's because I'm not sleeping, Justin. And he went, it's funny that, because I'm sleeping really well. And I nearly punched him in the back. <laughs> I know. I know, were you, Justin. Were you sharing a tent then? Yes, we were sharing a tent. Yeah, there's no escape. I was going to uh, say put earplugs in, but when you're lying next to someone. The vibration would keep you awake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like a landslide. Did we leave the engine on? No. 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 Justin's the Hilux, though, to saying that, the Hilux was brilliant. And the weirdest bit was like after about a week, because this was back in the day when we could spend some time doing features. Like, yeah. Um, you realise that you've got to get back in it and drive it home mm. and that's hard because mm. you've not really slept you're dirty you've not had a shower so me and Justin booked into the Four Seasons had one night in the Four Seasons <laughs> oh. before we drove home very nice <laughs> well the thing is honestly was, was that a... in the feature I no, don't think it's so not it's funny that that's a podcast exclusive that. right there I think there. the feature ends and with him dousing with him himself in, in parasites a... in a horse yeah. trough back in the trough and then no he... mention of the Four Seasons yeah he was in the spa ten minutes later he <laughs> could have grown potatoes in the ring round the bath it was, I was so dirty yeah. and I was just like oh, I'm not going to drive home without having a wash because yeah. everything was wrong because but they've yeah. got to sell this Hilux one day do you know what he actually came back on the seat. and got given to a, a, cha- a, a wildlife charity it didn't have the roof rack on it but like it was a, it, one of those rugged vehicles that just kept battering on hmm. and uh, yeah it went to live another life in, in, like in Mrs. Tig, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle's hedgehog charity hedgehog charity yeah no 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 lie so I was really impressed with it but what um, a life that car's had I loved that I loved that vehicle it was really really cool and really fit for purpose you know mm. when you, you've got something that just does what it's supposed to do yeah and uh, yeah I, there's some weird stuff went on that trip though I mean the horse the horses were weird they weren't nice horses like I'm used to nice horses these mm. were like street horses <laughs> Operating gang, gangs. Like gang horses. Gang horses, yeah. Like, these were the horses that would pull a knife on you in a dark alley. Yeah. You know, they wanted to bite you. You'd look away and they were, like, nipping at you and stuff. Well, these I, were not... I was going to say, did they let you have a have a ride on one of the horses? No, but you, no. You how's your horsemanship? Not great. But these were the ones that had, like... <laughs> you haven't got the standing on the saddle down. No. They'd buck you off and stamp you to death. They, they were yeah. nasty. Yeah. Na- no, I wouldn't say the horses are nasty, it. but they were more wild than we're used to here you're on their patch yeah i suppose we were but i also tried this stuff there's a drink out there called um palinka i think it's called palinka it's like brandy but like super strength brandy made of fruit yeah 
Um, and I swear I was hallucinating at one point. It, th- I mean, it's so strong. And I hadn't been eating properly. And I think I was dehydrated. And then I drank a load of brandy. Because obviously there's very few drink driving laws um, in, in the, the middle, middle of, of absolutely <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was... We were technically mm, not, not on a road. Great. So No, you weren't anywhere near a road. You were yeah. miles and miles from a road. But we, we also did things like we drove it around Budapest. So there's there's loads of really cool pictures of it sort of trundling around. But that was before I'd had all of the joy knocked out of me by sleeping with Justin Layton. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, honestly, he was, he's an amazing guy and he has some great stories. And if you want to go on a road trip, just look up a guy called Justin Layton and go on, go on it with him because he's amazing. It, it's weird looking at the pictures again, though, because if you said to someone, I want you to take pictures of a car in the middle of nowhere, it would seem boring. But those cowboys just What I enjoyed amazing. about the story is there's a, there's a, a big dollop of unknown. And, uh, you, like know, all there, of it. you know, there's a story. You've already got the car. You've already modified the car. You've already chosen somewhere that's quite a long way to get there. You know, there's there's a... A lot of it's done, and then we arrive, and I really don't know what's going to happen. And um, but also, you know, the visuals are going to be interesting. As long as they turn up, these yeah. cowboys, they're going to look fantastic. But actually, what unfolds, you have no idea. You can't really control that. That was the weird thing. Like we honestly didn't know whether they were going to be there. Yeah. So that was odd. And it's not like you can phone them up and all that kind of stuff. There's no yeah. backup plan. No, what's that? So, it's like, yeah, it just doesn't work what? like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's proper adventure feature stuff. This, so, yeah, stuff. well worth a read on TopGear.com. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, uh, a, f- a number of years later, you modified the L two hundred to do your your um, that was project swarm. I, I went a bit more hardcore, so that that was that was like <laughs> that ended up like being a seventy five thousand pound L two hundred. But they auctioned it, didn't they? Yeah, they made £35,000. <laughs> hey, okay. No, but it didn't have the motorbike in the back when they sold it or any of the other bits. Of oh, stuff. yeah, because that would have made up the price. I've got a thing with pickup trucks. Yeah, I think you're due another one, Work. I think, um, you know, we've missed the 10-year anniversary of this, um, but it's been... Oh, what, another pickup truck, another mod? Well, another mod. You need to another mod with a bizarre adventure. See, I want you to get I... bitten by a horse again, basically. Oh, I could do that tomorrow if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the sat-nav in it. Oh, yeah. It's tiny. It's brilliant. This is how we date these features. If you look in, on topgear.com, there's a picture of the interior, and the sat-nav's like four or five inches big. Yeah. So it's nothing like a Tesla. Very, very funny. Fantastic. Oh, and I've got a goatee. How bizarre. <laughs> many, many moons <laughs> many, ago. Many, many moons I could recommend ago. anyone that's listening to this, whatever you do for a living maybe look back on some work or something you did many years ago because it's a bizarre little window into the past um as work says i'm convinced whenever i read something i i wrote five or more years ago that i'm i'm getting worse you convince yourself you're getting worse yeah it's true i've just found a picture of the swarm yeah, that was when we shipped one to Namibia and it had a motorbike in the back and a wing off a jet. And I feel like this is the moment where we say, but that's a story but, for, for another, another time. time. <laughs> ah, no, look, here's a picture Brit, of me in Chile on another pickup truck. Tension jingle here. Um, because, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll wrap this one up now because we're going we're gonna to veer into telling another story and we need to save that for another podcast. Oh, look, there's another, another one that he's found. Yeah. Um, anyway, I hope that was fun. I hope you enjoyed going down memory lane. Um, I've still got the scars. Yeah, I was going to say, work. I hope that wasn't too painful. Don't show them. Bring Don't show them up. to us. Put um, them away. <laughs> and yeah, so um, j- join us again. By the way, if you enjoy these uh, stories from the archives, 
Um, we've done quite a few of them now. Loads maybe of maybe them. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them. Time um, we've been dinosaur hunting. Time I stayed in a Master MX Five themed hotel. Yeah, <gasps> I we, remember that. It was brilliant. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, scroll down the feed, um, and and you can find loads more of these stories. They're really good fun to just to just um, dip into when you got the time. So. Yeah, thanks for joining. Hope you enjoyed that. And um, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Top Gear Magazine podcast. Hope you enjoyed that. And don't forget to subscribe, to leave us a review, to leave us a star rating. But also check out what is in the rest of the feed, because as well as interviews, we've got our monthly uh, behind the curtain look into the issues that we make. And also there's some new audio tidbits coming. So, like Jack says, subscribe.